This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. So we're here to talk some more well-being, some well-being chatter for your ears this afternoon. And our discussion topic today is a really interesting one. It's something, well, I'm going to say it's a little bit different, but we'll probably realise that it isn't different at all. <laughs> but it's something that, that came up for Claire and I that we, that we both noticed. And it was talking about courage, the different types of courage. And we just thought it was kind of a really bit of fascinating insight because we started chatting about how it relates to our mental well-being and straight away I was sort of drawn to the the quote from Brene Brown and I think I use it quite a lot on the show so forgive me if I'm repeating myself but when she talks about choosing courage over comfort because I think for me I think I, it makes me very aware, you know, that, of when I'm kind of going more for the comfort side and when I'm not just stretching myself just that little bit. And I know there are times when it's important to go for the comfort and you need that. Mm. But I think that's the point, isn't it, with this courage thing. It's about, and I think this is what we want to get into in the discussion, it's about knowing yourself well enough to know when you need to stretch for courage, when you need to reach for the comfort, and actually to be aware of all these different kinds of courage that we could be stretching for and building up. So I'm just going to give a bit of an overview, Claire, just to kind of get us started, if that's all right. Mm -hmm. So these different types of courage that we're going to be talking about are physical courage, social courage, moral courage, emotional courage, intellectual courage, and spiritual courage. Is the one that you would like to dig into, first of all? Any of those kind of jump out at you, Claire? Not really, no. I mean, I like I like them all. It's what I found was so you'd been talking about it, and then I saw something on Facebook as well, like a week after or so. So there's clearly something in the universe sending us this information, which is why I really connected with it more so because I do think. If you're open to things, things will come to you that mean something. Yeah. I really liked this because there is something about courage. It links with our belief from the Be, Believe, Breathe. It links with the belief in yourself and, and what you're doing. And I think I could think of like times when I feel that I have courage and then other times when I, I wouldn't have. And actually, it's really good because I can fit them or I could try and fit them into these categories and that might help me to understand maybe instead of going I don't have courage understanding actually I'm really good at these parts of it and then there's other parts that maybe I could strive for more or do more of so I'm actually like all of them I think they're all important if, I, if you were going to push me... <laughs> I would never push you, Claire. No. Okay. I would encourage you and support you. <laughs> okay, see as you're encouraging and supporting Might me. Might give you a little nudge. Then. <laughs> I suppose, really, it's the emotional courage. Yeah. And that really resonates with me. Because of our emotional wealth course, of our, we've been through it, we've gone through this with people... And we've seen the changes that it impacts on people in such a good way. Understanding more about our emotions and how we can be more emotionally intelligent, emotionally wealthy, all that kind of thing, resilient. So the emotional courage, I think, is really 
important. It's about inspiring humans and the thing. It's used a lot in leadership and management, and we have a big background in that. So I think there's also that link there. But being able to deal with our emotions in a very productive and healthy way, rather than in a negative way or even one that would impact on us on our mental well-being, really means something. And I think it it can have a huge impact. Our emotions have a huge impact on our mental health. They really, really do. And I think we're beginning to understand and appreciate this. Yeah. I think for so long, we've kind of separated out this kind of idea of mind and heart, mm-hmm. you know, head and heart. Oh, they're, they're two different things. They're two, you know, but now we know we were kind of considering ourselves as a whole. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, like they're talking about your gut as your second brain, yeah. you know, and all this kind of thing. It's sort of what you're saying there to feel all of your emotions however we choose to label them and we often tend to label them as positive or negative good or bad but as we know emotions aren't that they can't really be labeled in that way it's just that that's how we're conditioned to think about them Mm -hmm. really they just are they are the things that we are feeling and i suppose to have emotional courage you know it's what it's saying is that it's about being able to feel those emotions without guilt without attachment without judgment you know without feeling the need to do something about it or to suppress them Mm. it's to allow them to be so is that do you think that's what it means when it talks about being courageous with our emotions is it courage that we're developing if we're learning to feel them and experience them and allow them to be i think it is because i mean we know when we've been talking to clients and when we've been training, the people can find it difficult to what we call sit with their emotions. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's easy if you're feeling happy to, to sit with that and to, to be within that. But very often, you know, feelings of loss, uh, grief, anger even, people would not necessarily feel comfortable sitting with that and then and potentially we didn't used to feel comfortable sitting with that it's it's an enabling i think it's courageous because it's enabling them to go what is this i'm really feeling because sometimes we can label it as anger and actually it's not maybe that's it's true. something else that's yeah. coming up instead and it could be like anxiety or it could be worry or th- there could be lots of other things that it is instead but I think it enables us to, if we are courageous in this, it is courageous to sit and go, where's this coming from? Why am I feeling like this? Because potentially it could get overwhelming. Potentially you could be in a really dark place, but understanding that you're not going to stay there, understanding that maybe you need to visit that dark place to then move into the light to get understanding that's courageous that is really courageous and i think that's that's the important thing it's really funny because when i when i think about when I, th- I think about sitting with some feelings that come up just for myself and i i've used this with clients as well there's there's um, a canal in wales that i always used to love walking not been there for quite a while now and you walk along the canal and then you go into this really dark tunnel Mm. and it's pitch black it's really really dark and you can see just a pinprick of light at the end and that's where you're coming out and as you're walking through you, you get used to the dark your eyes get accustomed to the dark it's really scary but suddenly you get accustomed to it and as you get accustomed to it then you start realizing you're walking more into the light and I think that's a really good analogy for our sitting with our emotions. I think that's a brilliant analogy. It's beautiful. I'm there. I'm in that tunnel. In that tunnel in Wales. I'm going to use that, actually. I'm going to remember that. Because I, I think what you said before about learning to sit with your emotions, it is a practice. Oh, yeah. And it is something that you and I continue to work at. Oh, yeah. You know, even though we support others with this. And some, some days... I'm better than others at it and some types of emotions I'm better at recognising within myself and 
you know, and remembering to be kind, to be compassionate with myself and to allow it to be. Sometimes it's not convenient, mm. you know, to be having those feelings at that particular moment. You might have to kind of book some time in later to feel it again. Yeah. <laughs> to go, to unpick it. <laughs> yeah, and unpack it and just sort of like have a, a reflection on it. But I love the tunnel analogy. I think that's really helpful because I think it shows that it'll pass mm. and that you will be walking towards the light by going through that process. Mm. Whereas if we suppress and if we push away and if we try to forget and if we don't allow it to be, that's when it starts to build and build within us, isn't it? And that can kind of manifest itself in all sorts of uncomfortable and difficult ways. And it can cause us harm. Totally. I mean, it could end up coming out at an inconvenient time. Yeah. Because we've not dealt with it. But also, it is a little bit like, if you don't deal with it, it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger. So actually, when you are faced with it, that maybe won't go away, it's because it's got to that stage where it's going nowhere and you have to do it. But it's a bigger thing, you know, rather than, as we always say, like, within work you always eat the frog eat the thing eat the task that you know is the most uncomfortable eat the frog before it turns into godzilla well that's the same with your emotions mm -hmm. if you keep suppressing them and keep suppressing them and i know this this is like the first time i ended up having a breakdown was because i'd suppressed my feelings shoved them all into a closet and had a car crash and that was it that was sort of like the final thing everything fell out and then I was having to deal with all of it, all at once, rather than having dealt with it in sections and as and when it came up. Yeah, it all sort of like fell out and I had to deal with it. And I was only young at the time. I think I'd just started work. I was 18 and it was like, yeah, it, this was all encompassing. So, and it was still courageous to do it then. So it's still Absolutely. courageous when you get to that point, if you happen to get to that point because you've been shoving out. Yeah, it's not that you're doing it wrong. No. That's, that's not what really we're saying. Important. What we're saying is, you know, you've got to do these things in your own time and when it feels right for you. Yeah. What we're presenting is, I suppose, an alternative to the conditioned way yeah. of dealing with stuff. You yeah. know, and I know in some cultures, expressing emotions and dealing with emotions is, is, is much more natural. But yeah. I think, you know, where we are, you know, sort of here in the... In Western culture in the Northern Hemisphere, it's not. No. I think we're getting better. We are. I mean, we've said it before. Usually, it's because it's inconvenient for other people. Yes, our emotions, <laughs> and it's like tough. Then, if it's inconvenient for somebody else, that's tough because actually, it's you yeah. who have to live this. It's you who are, who are feeling it. So, if it happens to be inconvenient for someone else, so they're saying you're too sensitive, or mm. you know, you're blowing things out of proportion, or anything like that, that's their stuff to deal with, not yours. That's really, and that can be difficult if you've got people around you like that. That can, that can't help you. Um, it's about dealing with it yourself. But I definitely say that is emotional courage. It's facing your emotions, going through that, understanding where they're coming from, and understanding maybe how you usually deal with it. Maybe finding alternative ways of dealing with it, or even maybe just feeling it, and letting yourself feel it. And don't give yourself a bad time over it. That's something I know I could do with help of. You know, not, not feeling guilty about yeah. feeling the feelings. I shouldn't be feeling like this. Yes, you've heard have, that from me quite a I've few I've heard times. that from you. I've heard it from my own mouth. Yes. It's, I've heard other people say it. And I think, I'm sure there are people listening who might think, yep, yeah, I've said that to myself. Yeah. I shouldn't be feeling like this. And it's kind of, there we are. We're passing judgment on ourselves. It's interesting to me to think of this as, as courage. And I don't think I've sort of put it in that frame before because all of the things that we're talking about are very familiar. Like you say, they fit very clearly with our emotional wealth programme. Yeah. They're all the things that we really advocate in the work that we do with people. Yeah. But I don't think I'd ever really thought about it as having courage, as being courageous. And I, But yeah. I quite like that. I, th I, I completely agree. Until you talked about it and you said did you know there was different types of courage i was like no i didn't actually but um, that's the great thing as well neuroscience is just making headway with lots of things there's lots of new things that come up and we're always learning stuff i would not have put this as courage initially now it's like why wouldn't i it makes seems to make so much sense now that that is it 
I think because if you'd have said to me last year, courage, it would have been one thing. I'd have been talking about courage as a whole. I wouldn't necessarily have thought there was like seven different parts of courage, seven different elements. And yeah, emotional courage, I think because I feel really comfortable with that because we do deal with that in our emotional wealth, it's easier to understand for me. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it as necessary courage, but it is, it really is, because whatever we face, if we face it, we're courageous every day, if you think about it. Oh, God, absolutely. Really are. I think, yeah, I think, because everyone's dealing with something. And so if you're dealing with that and you're kind of, you know, doing all the other things that you need to be doing in your life or you're being there for other people or, you know, whatever it is, yeah, absolutely you're courageous. And I think there's, uh, yeah, maybe our perception of it needs to be sort of redefined. I think it helps me to think of these things as being courageous because I think it's, for me, I'm seeing it as a little bit of, it's quite motivational. I'm seeing it as a bit of a challenge. So I quite, I quite like that. Yeah. thinking of it as being courageous and it's it's making me think of as well you know sorry i'm going to use this reference because i know this is a reference it's yours really in the wizard of oz okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my favorite film of all time the lion's looking for his courage but he's, he's already got it. it yeah it's already there and that's the brilliant thing about all this these different kinds of courage mm. we, we already have them we already possess them within us and it's, I've it's, just set her off, you folks. I'm really good. Oh, yeah. God, just, <laughs> and I think you know this is why that I think it is my favourite film of all time because it's got so many layers. Yeah. To it. there's so much you can take from it. It's not just children's film. It's just the the whole. It's thing definitely not. There. Have you seen those flying monkeys? Well, yeah. I'm sorry, they terrified me when I was a kid. <laughs> but you're right. It's sort of like yeah, the lion has got his courage. You know, and he just doesn't think. But when it matters, when he needs it, sticking up for his friends, he that's when he finds it. That's when he knows he has it because the, there's that thing that's given it to him. That And I think that's within all of us. We have that courage when things feel right. And it could be when we have our friends on our side. It could be when we're feeling passionate about something. It could be when it's right for us, when... We really think something's happened that's wrong. You know, that's why people go on these marches, because it's like, that's wrong, and yeah. that shouldn't be happening. And they're passionate about that, and they have the courage to go and stand up for their beliefs and stuff like that. It's like what we're talking about with this emotional courage really links with the spiritual courage, mm. because it's sort of like, you know in yourself, if it's right, you, you're speaking from what I would call your soul. So that whatever you call it, that light that's within you. So, you know, you were saying before we talk about our mind, body, it's mind, body and soul or your spirituality or your light, whatever you call that kind of thing. And for me, like I say, it's soul. it really links with that. It's something that makes us stand up for what we believe in saying no when everybody else is saying yeah and again this links with emotional wealth because it's mm. about you know don't go along with things what do you believe in what's right for you so it's okay to say no to things even if somebody everybody else and that's the courage if every other person says yes to something and you're the lone voice but we know one person can make a difference one person can make a di really dramatic change in the world and it's like that's part of that spiritual courage i think you're right i think that's definitely linked there it's very much about caring and compassion isn't it and sort of having that heart-centered mm -hmm. approach to things it's sort of you you're driven so your purpose is coming through so you're going to be authentic yeah and i think that's kind of related to what you're saying there because you're going to be acting on your beliefs yeah you know, in a, in a way that's sort of positive for yourself and for others. And I think it's about how we regard people. So that the spiritual courage, for me, is very much about, you know, living your life in a way that that's, that's fits for you. You're not living it on someone else's terms. You're living it on your own terms. That spirituality can be anything. Mm. You know, it's whatever's relevant for you as a person. And so if you're tapping into that and that's giving you that strength and you've got that belief then you are being courageous because you're walking 
the path in the way that you're intended to. And potentially, you're the only one who's ever walked that path. Yeah. You know, you've got, like, people in history, like Emily Pankhurst, Martin Luther King, all these people that have made such a difference. They've walked that path first. They've made that stride. They've got that spiritual courage to stand up for their beliefs, what they believe in, and go against what everything else is saying, and even putting their lives at risk to make a change because they believe in that so much. And that's that's the impact of spiritual courage. And I think, I think we all have that. Mm. I think if we've not found it yet, it's because we've not found what we're passionate about or we've not found what really gets to us that makes us go that's not right and do something about that yeah there might be things that we go that's not right but maybe we we haven't figured out what it is that we want to change about that or anything how we want to do that but i think there is that within all of us and maybe we aren't the martin luther kings of the world but maybe we're like the second person to come along you know to stand by him and go yeah, I believe in this. Yeah. So it's also because that, you know, people can't stand alone. He then had followers, and that's important. So maybe it's been part of that followers, and that's still that spiritual courage because you're still going with like maybe what the minority's talking about. It's, it's actually relating as well to that the moral courage, you know, doing the right thing even when it's unpopular. Yeah. So, like, having that, like you were saying there about you know, making the choice and being, maybe you're the only one or maybe you're one of two, you know, that, that's, that's, that's kind of there um, making that stance. Yeah, because I think morality, mm. you know, we say like having a, a good sense of sort of right and wrong, but then we all see the world through our own filter, yeah. don't we? And kind of perception, our perception is the reality. Yeah. I'm sort of sounding a little bit out there, I know, but it's true, isn't it? We all see the world in what's reality for me is is different to what's reality for you, even though you and I share a lot of the same values and mm. outlook on life. Mm. We still think, see things differently. Yeah. You can see that if you if you go and watch a film with somebody and you come away and talk about it, there'll be differences within that. You, I, I remember going with my husband to watch a certain film and can't think of what it was called now but what I saw as the ending was very different from what he'd seen it as and we were having this debate we'd seen the same film we'd seen all of it there was nothing different that we had seen or heard but actually our own perception and our own filters of what that is so our own morality and what it, what we find is ethical is what will have change that slightly and it doesn't mean he was wrong and I was right and vice versa it's just that's our perception of things and it's like it, it's like if I know like I don't drink coffee but if I did I would I would drink fair trade coffee yeah because it's about making sure that people are given proper recompense for the work that they do they shouldn't be undervalued and stuff like that and that's something that's big in me that I want to do but that doesn't mean that everything that passes my lips or, you know, eating or drinking, I know that for certain because there's some things I don't. If I find out, then I will stop using something. But before then, you know, I won't. I won't necessarily. It's not something I would definitely look into first, which is really because I like beauty stuff. I will only use organic stuff that's not been tested on animals. And I choose to look at that with food it's a bit different but that's my that's my own that's your on. own kind of moral sort of take that you that you've got yeah yeah it is that's really important not and i won't eat things that have like that uh, but i eat meat and that's taken from an animal so it seems weird which to some people why am i not a vegetarian if i don't want anything tested on them and i don't want anything on my skin that's and yet i'm putting it in my body and I've always said if I had to if I had to kill it, I would never eat it. It just wouldn't happen. I know that. But that's where I am. That's my morale. And I'm okay with that, that my views are different to other people's or other people will think differently. You're a vegetarian. You know, you have been before, then you weren't. 
then you, you know, met. I am again. And then you are again because <laughs> of the partner you met. And it's sort of like, that's your choice as well and where you're going from it. So I think we all have, we all have the right for our own opinions, but then, but that is all like, yeah, what's our morality? What's ethical to us uh, is different. And it's just, it's about knowing that and understanding mm. that and being courageous within that. There's something about our mental health and our mental well-being, isn't there, that fits with kind of morality as well, I think, and, and moral courage. You know, having the, the courage to sort of speak up mm. about about the kind of issues that we talk about on the show. You know, you think about some of the guests that we've interviewed on the show, mm. some of the fantastic work that they're doing in their communities and, you know, across the, the internet and across reaching across different countries. In a way... Everybody that's involved in that work, I think for me, is displaying a moral courage of some kind because in many ways what they're doing is they're, they're pushing against the norms, mm. aren't they? And we're kind of, we're giving a voice to these different ways of thinking about something and making it more in the mainstream. You know, the more that we talk to people, people are talking more about mental well-being, conversations about mental health. Um, I'm not saying it's becoming easier, but mm. I think things are becoming more recognised that you know we need to be addressing stuff and i think there's there's a moral courage in that isn't there in sort of pushing some boundaries yeah. and i don't know making services available for people and having conversations you know with your neighbor with your family mm. you, with your colleagues that can take a real a real courage you know, if you see something in your workplace that isn't right mm. and it's affecting people's mental well-being finding a way to kind of speak up about that or I don't know we've worked with businesses that have got things like well-being champions in place you know and we've we've helped them to sort of set up systems for for people being able to feel open about talking about their emotions and how they're feeling I think a lot of these things do overlap like so many things do when yeah. you try to you sort of you you see it as a whole you break it down you take it apart and then it all overlaps and you put it back together again and I suppose <laughs> that's what we're kind of doing we're sort of dissecting this idea of the different types of courage. So, so far we've talked about emotional courage. We've talked about spiritual courage a little bit. And we've also touched on morality and that moral courage. Doing the right thing even when it's uncomfortable or un unpopular. And I think that's the big thing because as with anything within this, if you have that courage, you may find you lose people in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that. Quite recently, there was something that we had here at, at you know, the radio. And, um, something that was morally important for both of us to make sure people that we have were, you know, comfortable and stuff. And we ended up getting a backlash from somebody we thought was a friend. And that will happen. And I think you will, you will find that. Not always, but I think you may find that quite often happens. That when you show courage... To stand up for your morals, to stand up for your spirituality, to stand up for your emotions that, like I said, other people will feel, you know, it, it's impacting on them or it's doing something against them. But actually, that's who you are. You need to stand by who you are because you've got to live with you. And I think it can be difficult. And that's where that courage word comes in, mm. because, you know, we both feel very differently about that person now because of that because they weren't even going to try and see things from our point of view. They didn't want to listen. They weren't open to any communication. And that just shows a person who, you know, for me, isn't supposed to be in our lives. And it can be difficult. It was something I read this morning that even when you get rid of a toxic relationship, it still hurts. And it does. Anybody who you thought of as well in your life... If you lose them, there's going to be some sort of grief that goes on there. But the courage aspect is that you speak up, that, you know, like I said, with this moral courage, that if you stand up and somebody feels against that, that you stay standing up. You don't back down over that. That's different from having different opinions, yeah. very different from yeah. that, but it's about standing up for what you morally feel is right. That's that courage because 
you're sort of putting yourself out there. You're going, no, this isn't right, or this is what I feel is right. And, and that might be different from what you feel, but I need to go ahead with this. And hopefully I would hope that people would go and listen and go, phone up, we have a difference of opinion. Like we very often mm. will say that and we have it between us. We have a difference of opinion, but that's okay. It's okay to have a difference of opinion. It doesn't mean you're any less of a person. It doesn't mean you should be having any less of a friend or what you were saying there about things are changing within mental well-being. There are still a lot of businesses who people will not speak up about their mental health mm. because they know they won't get promoted or they may even get pushed out of yeah. the business. That happened to me. You know, when I worked for a charity in Bolton and it was like I got pushed out because I had a breakdown because my marriage had ended and all sorts of other things. I hadn't slept in like two years properly. You know, I think I'd, I'd gone on about an hour's sleep and I'd just... And rather than just having two weeks off and getting back to it, I needed to take more time. I was off for three months and they didn't like that. And then suddenly they didn't want to hear it anymore. And there are still places like that. The moral courage is you would stand up against that. Mm -hmm. And maybe you would stand up for somebody who that's happening to and say, no, this isn't right. Yeah, It is courage because it can be so difficult talking all about courage here in our discussion this afternoon and it's interesting because what we were saying was that we wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't have necessarily associated all these things with courage that we're talking about and we started off talking about our emotions particularly but the more that we have this conversation the more I can see it is about stretching ourselves and you know and, and finding that I don't it's like that having that fire in your belly isn't it about mm. about something that matters and I think for us Talking about well-being and talking about our mental health really matters. It does to yeah, definitely does to us. And, and it's like the story you were just sharing there about you know what had happened to you in the workplace. Like you said, I, I would hope that if someone can see that happening to a colleague or to a friend, that they would stand with them and, and, and give them that support. It's very very difficult, I think, when you're in. A situation where you perhaps feel like you've got no choice but mm. I think we do always have a choice of some kind so it's easy to say absolutely but I think the more that we sort of step up and the more that we because we can support people in different ways can't we we can listen mm. we can hear them we can decide not to pass judgment we yeah. can be open it's not just always about taking big action or huge steps. We can be quietly courageous. Oh, gosh, yeah, definitely. I think, in our own way, can't we? Yeah. And I think, so when we're talking about courage, it's sort of challenging maybe our perception of what we mean by courage, What you know, what it means to be brave. Mm. You know, to be brave is to be human in many ways, to just kind of be what it takes to be a thinking, feeling human being. Yeah, it's really kind of... It's really got me thinking about what all this stuff is about, which sort of links us to one of the other types of courage, which is the intellectual courage, which sounds very, it's very intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> I am an aspiring, aspiring to be intellectual, forever aspiring. But it really, what that's about for me is about, about learning. And it's about, you know, being willing to learn willing to sort of find things out, but having an open mind, having that flexibility, that growth mindset, mm -hmm. you know, not being fixed in the way that we maybe think about things. Maybe we might also need to unlearn things. Oh, sorry, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, I was like, ooh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that, I think that's really important. I don't think we do that often enough. Mm. We're always talking about learning things and learning how to do stuff and developing our weaknesses and stuff like that. But actually, there's so many things I need to unlearn. Yeah. And there are so many things I know other people need to unlearn. In fact, society as a whole needs to unlearn lots of things that would be so much more beneficial to us as a world and a society kind of thing. It's really important. It, but... It doesn't sound it. When you first say it, it doesn't sound that big. No. But unlearning something, yeah, 
Which I think that's massive. It is massive. And you're right, we don't we don't think about it in those terms. No. Kind of, so when we're thinking about unlearning, I guess that's conjuring up something quite particular for you or, you know, it's making you think about what, what is that. For me, mm. it's sort of relating to programming. It's kind of like deprogramming mm. ourselves, you know, things that have become part of our unconscious behaviours, our responses, our reactions, habits, mm. all of that stuff, much of which perhaps isn't serving us, yeah. is maybe contributing to us not being great with our mental well-being. I know for me, there's a lot of stuff, there's patterns, there's ways of reacting to things, there's certain triggers, certain people, um, you know, kind of responses I might have, the way that I might talk to myself, Sometimes we have to unlearn before we can learn the good stuff. Yeah, totally. And it's again, this links with the belief part for me oh, yeah, it does. of our three Bs. Because actually, there are things that we believe that have come from, you know, our parents, peers, things that we've seen in the media, and we don't necessarily know that that's influenced our point of view and our way of believing in something mm. sometimes this unlearning is is looking at well where's that come from where's that belief come from why am i thinking that because it really isn't doing me any good it's not enabling me to take on other people's opinions to let them have an opinion you know to to be a kind person i always have to be right or something along mm. those lines it can be all of that kind of thing so it's about unlearning that so it's like where's that come from do i really believe this about something well if i do where's it come from is that true what else is true having that flexibility and i think that's really key and that definitely links with intellectual courage because it's about knowing is this what i really believe does this fit with my values my morals if it doesn't then why do i believe it where's that come from and unlearning it and I just think, yeah, if we could all unlearn to compare ourselves, if we could all unlearn <laughs> that the media is not good most of the time, you know, it's like it's like we were talking to one of somebody we interviewed and they were saying about they've just stopped listening to the news. I stopped years ago. Mm. I do not listen to the news at all. And what I found is if there's things that I really need to know about, I get to know them anyway, just by people talking or social media, whatever. I don't want to listen to the news because the majority of the time it is all doom and gloom. Mm. And it's just like, I really don't like that. I don't want to be influenced by things that are going on that are not within me or that I can be a part of or that I need to deal with at that point in time. I think we have to make our own personal choices about that and I think it can be very overwhelming I think I think because of the way that things are presented to us and they're coming at us all the time yeah. I think you know it's just it's it's just constant yeah. and it's repetitive and it's so it, in a way that's kind of messages hitting you hitting you hitting you over and over and I think that's the impact of it I think yeah we have to find our own way to sort of filter through that mm. and it might be that you need to just sort of you know, cut it off altogether. And like you say, it, see, it's difficult for me because I sort of think, well, I need to be engaging with what's going on in the world and I can't shut myself off and that would be morally, you know, that wouldn't be right. But then if it's not helping you mm. as a person to be how you need to be, then you're not going to be in a good place to take care of yourself or to take care of others or to be able to do anything worthwhile mm. in the world. So it's sort of, it can be very, very detrimental to your mental well-being. So I, I think... I think with this intellectual courage, it's about having the courage to, it's having the courage to know yourself. Yeah, ask questions. I loved all the questions you were asking before. Mm. I loved all that. I think that's really helpful for people, mm. you know, particularly around our beliefs yeah. and what you said about does this fit with my values. I know we've talked about that on the show before, actually kind of spending some time getting to know what, what your values are because that's a big part of what's at your core, what's yeah. at the heart of you. So I think this, yeah, this intellectual courage is sort of the terms a little bit, maybe not off-putting, but it's it, it's hard to kind of, well, what does that mean, intellectual courage? It's just about thinking about stuff. 
yeah and being prepared to think about stuff (laughs) but that's it isn't it is there's it's the words again and maybe that's not the words you would use no so thinking about stuff courage (laughs) maybe that's what you want to call it instead because it makes more sense to me anyway I'm loving this talk on courage. It's kind of, um, yeah, there's loads of different kinds. So we've looked at emotional, we've looked at spiritual, moral, intellectual. There's a couple more to get through, but I'm wondering if you've got a song you want to play. I have, but I wanted to link it to another of the courages. You did? Which one? It really fit for me. Um, It fits with courage anyway, but physical courage. Okay. So this one sort of, it really resonated for me a bit just because of getting diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, RA, and um, battling people who think it's just arthritis and it's like, it's not, it's so much more than that. And I'm really lucky that at, at this point in time I'm managing it. You are constantly in pain. There, There is a constant pain there and I don't have a pain threshold. My pain threshold was at nil. I've learned, <laughs> I've learned a bit more about that, and so I can deal with it. But there are some days that, you know, it, it impacts more than others, and there's other people with RA who suffer so much more. Um, it can be really difficult, and it, it has different impacts. People, unless they're going through it, wouldn't understand. It's like anything. Unless you've got something, I don't think you really understand it, or you're really working within that. And physical courage, it's like, um, it's facing, it's facing the fact that every day I'm going to wake up and there's going to be some sort of pain there. And uh, that's my life now. That's be all and end all. And how I then deal with that from there. There's, you know, there's so much within this that it doesn't, It it's dealing with it physically, but it's also dealing with it mentally. Mm. So it's really funny because when it talks about physical courage, you would think it's just your body, but it's not. Because it did, it impacted on my mental well-being, and then it impacts. So if I'm stressed, my my actual RA, my symptoms are worse because of it as well. So looking at like physical courage, for me, it's I, I don't talk about it all the time. I try not to talk about it if I'm really struggling. I know I might say to you, I can't type today or whatever. It could be that. Or, you know, I'm not going to apologise for the fact that I get up later because I wait for my hands to get some sort of warmth in them and movement in them and my body too. And that's my way of doing it. So, and if somebody doesn't understand that, then that's up to them. So again, it's about what fits for me and knowing what's right for me rather than pushing myself to make somebody else feel comfortable because I'm up or whatever it happens to be yeah. doing something that they think I should be doing I had like a friend who was just like well just go and paint that and it's like I've already had a day painting therefore I can't paint tomorrow Yeah, because I would not move them for a week so it's about understand that and I can't afford to do that because of work so Physical courage really links a lot with me. It does have a big impact when you're in pain. And there are people who you would look at and not realise that. And we need to understand that. And I think be kinder to people because you don't know what they're going through. People say that all the time. But it's really true. It is really true. And I think it's like, it's it's acknowledging what that means, not just paying lip service to it. And that's really important. And... The reason that Courage fit with my song, but this one more so the most, is because my song's from a film. So my song is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Amazing. One of my favourite films is Rocky. Rocky Four being my favourite ever. Um, just the soundtrack is amazing, but also just a brilliant love story. Even though I don't really do romance. It's that kind of... I'm great with that because it's like... It's a boxing film, but it's romance as well. And obviously the physical side of it, he he does this to Eye of the Tiger. He does his physical activity to Eye of the Tiger. But it's about, you know, it's about building that strength, that courage to push past things. And I've learned to do that. And there's so many people out there who are living with diagnosis of something and they're having that courage to live with it. And it's amazing. So, yeah, definitely. Physical courage. 
love that song. I just think it's an amazing song. But like I say, the Rocky, the whole Rocky soundtrack's fabulous, if you ask me. Rocky films are awesome. They are. They are. Yeah. It struck me what you were saying before, and thank you for sharing, you know, that, that story. Because I, I think that's really helpful for people to hear. Because I think everyone's got their own versions mm-hmm. of stuff. And I, what you were saying about people dealing with things that aren't seen. Yeah. You know, I think is really... It's important for us all to have awareness of that. Mm. And physical courage, I suppose, links a lot with what we might refer to as resiliency. Yeah. And that kind of, I don't know, our ability to keep going mm. and to push through. And it's about kind of knowing when we can and when we can't and being okay with that, isn't it? Because I think, you know, we might think of resiliency as, as that, just keep going, just keep going, just push, 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 push. But we know that that can lead to burnout mm. in itself and that that can be detrimental for our mental well-being. So we have to be really careful with that. And I think that goes back to the intellectual courage, to have the courage to know yourself and to be aware and to really consider things and to have that knowledge, to be secure in your knowledge so that you can activate your physical courage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you've got that w- awareness, haven't you? Yeah. Am I making sense here? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I get where you're I think, like you say, I think it's even physical courage, knowing, actually, I can't do that today. Yeah. I have to stop. Yeah. I, that in itself is courage. Mm. So it isn't always battling forward and fighting, and sometimes it's about resting. And I think, really that can be even more courage than keeping fighting. Knowing when to rest, when to take stop, when to sit, when to do nothing, mm. that can very often take even more courage than fighting forward. I agree. And I think that's that's really important for people to hear because mm. it might challenge your thinking a little bit on what you consider to be courageous. Mm-hmm. It links really well with the the last courage, um, I think, because I've got down here that social courage is about being yourself unapologetically. The B of three B. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word, unapologetically. I do. That's really, I like how you phrase that. Because you just, yeah, it's like, I'm here, I'm doing this, this is me. This is who I am. We've talked about this a lot on the show and a lot, it's come up from with a lot of our guests, it I think, has. hasn't it? It has. That they've sort of, the, their journeys have led them to a point where they finally can be who they are. And some who haven't yet. Mm. And it was like, I completely agree. There are some things I can. Some days I am, some days I'm not. And I think it's still a journey. Yeah, very much so. Unapologetically me. That's, that's a biggie. It is, isn't it? Because it's like, so many of us, I think, we're afraid to take up space. We're afraid to kind of, you know, to to be who we are, Mm. even with people that we know well. You know, even in situations where it's it's people who are maybe we consider friends. Mm. But actually, it's sort of what what you're holding back on, you know, that's that's really you. Are you being your, your whole self? Do you even know who that is, what that is, and maybe that's part of the discovery of life, you know, the journey that we're on. And our, I think our mental well-being has a lot to do with it. It's really, it's intrinsically linked with how we are, whether we're able to be ourselves. Because if we're not being our real selves mm. and we're living a lot of our life like that, that's going to have a real detrimental impact on our... I know, because that's hard to manage, isn't it? Um, and I know myself, when I was sort of in a relationship that was very stifling and very I wasn't being me for a really long time Mm. because it wasn't the right it wasn't the right place for me to be me and I wasn't safe being me you know it was it was difficult for me to be me and I think yeah when you kind of have that opportunity to 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 be you you can just yeah unapologetically you shine don't you Mm. you sort of get to be sort of the diamond within releases itself I can think of people that I know that I sort of admire that I think yeah they're being themselves they're you know they're authentic they're completely them there's an ease I think about us when we're being ourselves Mm. it's not an effort yeah because you're not going against the grain you're going with the flow Mm. 
of who you are, I think. But I think that can be, it, for some people it can be, can be quite challenging and I, I can see why it calls it social courage because it, then it's about sort of how you are with other people I suppose and your interactions and where you are with your sort of your social groups yeah because I think people you know or some people hid away in a cabin miles away from anybody else maybe all right and comfortable being themselves but then when they're in a social situation and there are still social situations I'm not okay with. Mm. Or at times I'm not. It does all depends on maybe how I feel that day. Yeah. So I think there is that. I th- that is why it's called social. I, I completely get that. It's more about because you may not be socially accepted by that group of people or by that friend or in that workplace or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, you're going against what is supposed to be. Yeah, what is supposed to be normal, which I have no idea what that is. But yeah, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm ready to play my song. Okay. As somebody who is, I think, unapologetically themselves. So my song is by um, Brodie Dahl of The Distillers. And she's just amazing. The song is called Carry On. And it fits a lot with all our courage sort of conversations, I think, about, you know, finding a way to carry on in a way that works for you, in a way that fits for you. Very courageous song. Carry on. Okay, so we've been Clarence Sue. We've been talking Let's Talk Wellbeing this afternoon with you. All the different kinds of courage. Go out, be courageous in a way that works for you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And... We will see you next time. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.